1: Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Track. Our show today is brought to you by the Women's Clothing and Jewelry Boutique for all your special occasional needs. I'm joined today by Joan and Jane, the therapy twins. Welcome.
0: Welcome. Thank you so much. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I can see that you're identical twins. So which one's Joan and which one's Jane?
0: Joan. Jane. but but you know what we answered to both
1: well i would like to be respectful so i'll probably get it confused later on but at least our viewers can see which one is which so you are the therapy twin so what led you into therapy and what kind of therapies do you do well
0: jane went first for everything so i followed in her footsteps she became a nurse then i became a nurse And then she became an advanced practice nurse or NP. And then I became that. And we both went into psychiatry, although Jane has an extensive medical background. I wanted to skip all that. (laughs) And mostly we did, I mean, it sounds boring, therapy, CBT, but it really is the secret for, this might sound disrespectful, for dummies. It took me 20 years from the time I realized I had um, a psych diagnosis before I actually got help and I'm in the profession. Oh, and I, and I've known since a young, a very tender young age <laughs> about how, how depressed and anxious I was. And that's probably why I went into it to try to, um, you know, figure it out and maybe oh. get some treatment
1: sometimes we acknowledge at a young age that there's something not right with us and we seek treatment sometimes it takes us 20 years to say okay i'm done being sad and depressed and ask for help there's nothing wrong with either it's a personal journey
0: absolutely And i didn't get actually get help either for quite (laughs) some time though i mean i knew i was really out of it and depressed and anxious but i didn't get help until after I had my son, I figured, you know, I might be a better parent if I got some help.
1: Well, I perfectly understand. I didn't understand, uh, get help myself until after I had brain surgery and went through a divorce. So I was 28, 28 years old. So, you know, I knew when I was 10, something with a wasn't right. But I didn't seek help until I got to the point where I was in the grocery store and someone reached over my cart to grab something without saying, excuse me or anything. And I just walked out of the store because the alternative was I felt rage that I never felt before.
0: Wow. Wow. It's funny. You mentioned rage. Uh, Rage was a huge part of my depression. I know that. I, and that though, I didn't, no, I had, you know, with being twins, you get compared a lot mm-hmm. like under a microscope, compared. right? And so if one is a little funnier, and that would be Joan over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's labeled funny. So I didn't think I was funny. And because Joan had the anger, uh, outward anger issues, mm-hmm. I figured I didn't have it. And what a surprise when I <laughs> realized that one was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, when you start abortion.
1: looking at yourself, what characteristics do you actually have for mental health, then you go, oh, wow. When you start checking little boxes. I That's know. Really so hard the reason we actually,
0: um, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, the no, reason no, please.
0: We, well, the reason we actually wrote the book was we noticed that in all other aspects of medicine, people have no problem saying, You know, a cardiologist would say, I suffered a heart attack as well. Don't you worry, I'll take good care of you. Every other aspect of medicine, they admit their diagnosis, whereas in psychiatry, it was not only not admitted, it was frowned upon even within schooling. They mentioned, don't ever bring that up. So I thought, wow, that's weird. So we wanted to bring it out so that maybe more people would actually recognize it and say, oh, my God, I didn't know I had that. I didn't know I had anxiety or depression or insomnia Mm -hmm. or a temper. And it really and we wanted to make it ADHD friendly as well, because I didn't want to read a long book. I was done reading (laughs) after all my degrees. I was like, I'm not reading anything now let me see it. Or, or when the, when the road to getting better seems so difficult, Mm. like I I bought countless self-help books, Uh, you know, we both have had our therapy as well and and took medication, Western medicine, some Eastern stuff as well later. But when the road to re, re I say recovery, but to getting better, it seems so difficult. That we wanted to add in the book a couple of little things that might be helpful and easier to do. Yeah. That helped us.
1: See, it wasn't the modern uh, medicine that are taught or we go to. It's the, for me, the spiritual medicine that actually helped me get through a lot of my inner tor- turmoil. So,
0: yes. Oh, the spiritual piece is huge and and in um undergraduate when you're a nurse on a psychiatric unit back in the early 80s you couldn't even mention spirituality right um, that but now that's thank goodness is absolutely changing mm-hmm. and what i found were the people who not just the religious person But the person that really worked their own spirituality and had that connection, I found those people got better um, faster than the the people that either had no spirituality or just sort of saying, oh, yeah, I'm a real spiritual person. But out of the next breath, you know, I hate that person. And my dad was uh, 100 percent wrong and uh, blah, blah, blah.
1: So you have two books that I'm looking at under the hood. And then mm-hmm. life, wisdom, word search. Now, I actually, here's a funny thing. The word search my grandmother has downstairs on her desk.
0: Really? Well, we're, we were contributing authors to that book. Um, I think it's a, a whole t- two pages. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had a chapter. And then whatever words we used in how to get better or what we were mm-hmm. talking about is actually, you know, a word search. <laughs>
1: yeah that's funny because that's one of the books we picked up for grandma after she had a stroke <laughs> oh again oh, yeah. word searches are my favorite are they yes. anything to help you get better you know <laughs> it's just funny i'm looking at the cover i'm like wait i've seen that book that book sitting <laughs> on grandma's desk <laughs> that's amazing yeah we had really
0: dark hair for for both actually both books well the time of your show was, I mean, I couldn't get over it. I kept saying dove and dragon, dove and dragon, because mm-hmm. back when I was at my worst, mm-hmm. it was so hard for me to even integrate into society that I had a picture and not a dragon, but a vicious dog. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of your dragon though. And then right before that was in my apartment and right before you enter, uh, leave the apartment where the door is, I had a picture of a dove to remind me that I couldn't act the way I was feeling that in order to be a part of society, I actually had to act more like the dove, but that's not what I felt internally. I felt like a dragon or a vicious dog.
1: <laughs> well, see, these dragons can be vicious, but they're also meant to be uh, spiritual guides. So you have two spiritual guides, the dove and the dragon leading to your spiritual awakening. I do a lot of meso, I meso- uh, can't talk today. Meta physiology uh talks. So you know, I learn a lot of things and I actually have a PhD in religion science and metaphysiology.
0: Wow. Wow. Wonderful.
1: Yeah, it wasn't until lately I actually said, you know what, I have these degrees sitting in a drawer somewhere. I might as well actually use them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Gene had to pound some spirituality into I was such an I really do believe that that hindered uh, my, my treatment. I was just so negative. I used to actually say that I can't join you at church because, you know, I would self-ignite if I walked in. That I feel like that really, um, well, it was hindering my treatment. I wasn't getting better. You know, but I wasn't getting better either. <laughs> and it wasn't until I pulled in my spiritual peace. That mm-hmm. I believe that I did get uh, better.
1: No, really. And then one of the reasons,
0: one mm-hmm. of the reasons we really wanted to write the book, share our own illnesses and share how free uh, and hateful or unforgiving and intolerant was because a lot of people, when they do get help, they feel so judged or the fear of being judged. They don't even give you the whole story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes five plus years, sometimes 10 Before somebody might really come out and say some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, the spiritual piece, it really is helpful.
1: Very much helpful. Yeah. And let's not um, distinguish religion from spiritual. Those two can actually be separate. They don't have to be the same thing. Because sometimes a spiritual awakening is just looking at yourself inside.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It doesn't mean a, a religious undertone to it. That couldn't be a separate part altogether. It just depends on how the individual sees it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that, um, that I love about some parts of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous is, um, they, they look at, um, they've kind of pulled a lot of the, uh, and religions of the world sort of like compassion and tolerance Mm -hmm. and looking at yourself and those kinds of things where those programs can work if the patient work or I hate calling the person a patient if the person decides to really work that program they could really really Mm -hmm. um, with leaps and bounds get better improving relationships because we all know how the negative qualities of About ourselves can ruin all relationships including obviously the one with ourselves
1: (laughs) so are you guys planning on writing another book
0: yes we are the first book Mm -hmm. i know we have the word search too but first book we planned on slamming ourselves like harsh Mm -hmm. you know some of the our peers said I can't believe you said that in the book. Aren't you worried? And I thought, worried about what? And they actually thought you could lose your license for Jane going on my interview for me for nursing school. But that's because I didn't want to be a nurse back then. I just mm-hmm. did not. And I figured I'd fail. So being a twin, I thought, let me use the only resource I could think of at the time, which you couldn't, she just do that for me. I studied myself and took my test. but anyway, um, what were we saying? Oh, i so <laughs> So the first book, we slammed ourselves. Yeah. The, the second book. The second book, we thought we'd slam harder with the ego because everything, every time your life isn't going well, it tends to have the I, me, what about me point.
1: Poor me, poor
0: yeah, I have this or that. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> one loves me. Very well. <laughs> the world hates me. The universe is <laughs> against me. Oh yeah. I get it.
0: Yeah, I, I like mommy likes you better than me. <laughs> so oh the yeah. second book. The the um, so the second book is telling people on how to get the ego, move that aside, just move it aside. And then live your life. And Joan says it like it's so easy. Just move it aside. It's It's going to be very difficult. I wanted to share the name of the book. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's hilarious. The ego has landed. That's all (laughs) we thought. Oh, like the who was the Apollo 13 or something or one of those. They landed. And I thought, okay, let's think of that. And then so the ego has landed. It's hard. We practice. Oh, my God. The fights that could happen. (laughs) But we're better at it now because we are 60. But at, even at 55, the neighbors are like, come on, you two, cut it out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you guys do not look that old, seriously. But then I. Oh, again, there's a lot of
0: powder right now. Yeah, <laughs> powder. <laughs> we, we stay out of the sun. Yeah, we do. We do.
1: Well, I try to stay out of the sun as much as possible. So I try to stay in my office, in my house, and just do my work. But, you know, it's not always possible.
0: <laughs> no. No, it isn't. We have another sister.
1: Huh?
0: We have an older sister. Oh, okay. She's she's more like um, a commander. And she actually turned us on to being positive. Because we didn't realize how negative we were until our sister Lori turned us on to, you know, more positive ways of speaking. That was amazing. She's a hairstylist. A happy job. Happy job.
1: That is a happy job. you get to meet a bunch of people. Have. Ten thousand conversations in a year, and some of them are come back and have pick up the conversation six weeks from now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It sounds like deep relationships. Mm. (laughs) Anywho,
1: and our mother was an identical twin. That is awesome. Here, my father was is an identical twin. My mother. So. It's weird. It's like how am I not a twin? But then again I have uh, twins in my that were siblings. so um, so it, it happens. I'm Me like mm-hmm. there's twins everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the eagle is land really
0: are mm-hmm.
1: And you said yes, were you into the CBD? I know you mentioned something, but my audio I think cut out.
0: We're very into cognitive behavioral therapy, um, but as having been in the profession, we realize um, how boring it can Mm. be. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people out there that can make it a little bit more fun. But but the majority of uh, work, um, worksheets and workshops and stuff, it kind of makes it very difficult. Um, So we try to make it funny and fun. So that, you know, you can laugh at yourself and then you can start recognizing things and then, you know, how um, how you can change it up. So one of the most important things about uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is to recognize all the negative that you're thinking or saying, which is super difficult. But once you recognize that, what's often harder is is giving at least as much airtime to some positive stuff. You know, once we have that green light to vent about, you know how terrible my childhood was, and like I said, mommy, this and my my no, you know my cousin Lynn liked Joan better than me. Oh my gosh! My girlfriend once said to me, um, "Have you ever considered being grateful for what you have and instead of complaining about what you don't have?" I mean. It took me a while before I could have a friend who could say such a thing to me without, you know, throwing her off the balcony, which is what (laughs) I wanted to do. We were out smoking cigarettes back in the day. And um, I took that to heart. And I really started trying to think, you know, am I that ungrateful? And I was. Mm -hmm. I really was. Mm. So I was spending way over 90% of my waking hours in negative town. I really was. I really
1: (sighs) Been there,
0: <laughs> yeah. Huh?
1: I, I mean, how many of us can honestly say we've been ninety percent of our day was in negative tone? Are we living there, or are we just visiting?
0: Right, oh, living. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because I think it's Carolyn Miss, but don't quote me, mm-hmm. who had these lovely cards. In fact, they're probably here somewhere behind us. Um, one of the healing cards was, I believe, it was about a sailboat and how therapy can be like a sailboat where you know you're going to vent about it on and on and on the boat goes this way and that way but at some point you have to dock that boat get off and start living life Mm -hmm. And, and part of cognitive behavioral therapy is that part of being in the moment and understanding like oh I just thought that terrible thought rather than you know, zoning out in that negativeness and never getting out of it. For some people, yeah. I
1: think that's scary. That oh, the- it can be extremely, extremely scary. Yeah. I mean, just to um, look at yourself, because the first thing when you're in a doctor's office, if you're going with a spouse, you're going to blame the spouse for all your negative stuff. They're yep. doing A, B, C, D, E, and E. Instead of saying, wait, I'm doing. Otherwise
0: my life would be perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you don't always, the doctor saying you need to catch that thought before you um, manifest it completely. Take it, acknowledge it, and then do away with it. Let it go. Not, oh, here's a thought. Let's go negative, negative, negative.
0: I know. I was so negative that- <laughs> I was married at the time and my husband at the time and Jane said that they would rather be physically assaulted than to hear my words and I I didn't understand because I thought she had a baseball bat anyway cuz her son was playing baseball and I all I thought of was I could pick that baseball up right baseball bat up right now and just say really you guys would rather me beat you with this baseball bat than to hear my words after that, because I was losing everybody in my life, I realized, well, I could be all by myself, but then suicidal thoughts came where I know it's so mechanical mm-hmm. that you really do believe the world just would be better off without you. And mm-hmm. it's, that is so scary mm-hmm. that I had access to what I, the thoughts I had. That is when I thought, oh my God, you're a nurse. You have access to these medicines in the hospital mm-hmm. that that's when I really thought I need help. wow it was really scary yeah
1: and I I mean okay so we get to the point in negative town that we look at the path okay do we want to leave or do we actually want to follow this path and we see so many young people today I don't know if it's because of COVID I don't know if it's because of stuff going on before COVID but you see them taking their lives more and more today yeah and it's okay, we have to have a way to get these people to get out of negative town and actually look at themselves.
0: All right, so how did you start first? Because I know I started um, concretely, but if, which, who should go first, concrete or more abstract? Go ahead, Concretely, I couldn't seem to get to positive affirmations. And it was a, an LCSW social worker that said, Joan, she looked, she went like this, but Joan, you realize that positive affirmations are lies at first that opened my eyes. And, and I thought, oh, I can lie to myself. I have no problem with that. That's when I I didn't want to say, oh, I'm a realist. I'm never going to lie to myself. I didn't want to be a realist. I wanted So that's how I started. (laughs) That's wonderful. And, And one of the ways I started was I would look at the experience or, you know, the emotion and the experience I was thinking about. And then I would try to change the way I looked at it. So um, if I thought that um, I was ugly, Mm -hmm. I would try to be more realistic about it and say, you know what, if I uh, blow dry my hair, I put a little lipstick on, you know, a little eyeliner, whatever. and wear something nice, I would say, you know what, I I clean up nicely. And I, you know, and I started trying to believe it that way. But one of my favorite things was, um, I was so hard on my father, our father, I mean, I wouldn't say a nice word about that man. And God bless all our parents passed away in 2018. I was so honored that I uh, relearned how to love my father before he got dementia. So anyway, but back in the day, um, we are from the days of spanking was, was common. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, don't decline that. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. There, there we are. We are. <laughs> so, um, one time I'm trying, I'm about 11 years old. I'm trying to pour the milk and I see my dad watching and I spilled an entire gallon of milk all over the table. And I know that he's going to chase me. So he starts chasing me around the kitchen table, dining room table. And what I do, and he never really hit us hard. I, I, I tell the story sometimes to the young people that um, spanking is off limits and they look at yeah, like us appalled. <laughs> and I'm like, no way, it gets better. So I said, to avoid him catching me, I start pulling chairs out behind me to block him. And then I run up to our bedroom and I lock the door and that's the end of that. But what I realized when I looked back upon that a couple of things. First, he taught me critical thinking, if you ask me. I'm 11 (laughs) years old, and now I'm actually pulling out chairs to block this person from from catching me. I thought those were wonderful critical thinking skills. But the other thing was I tried to understand what he was looking at. And all he saw were dollar bills falling all over the floor when I was spilling the milk. Mm -hmm. So I tried to be uh, more... uh, kind of looking at him through compassionate eyes. Mm-hmm. And then of course I grow up and I say spanking is off limits. I don't believe in that. And I never spanked my kid. And then sometimes I say, geez, time out gave him a little more guilt than I
1: wanted him to have. But mm-hmm. that being said, I was changing perceptions. Yes, we do. Um, at the age of four, I my mom had a husband it was very big in cis banking that crossed the line into abuse. And my grandfather, for critical thinking, gave me a couple spools of nylon thread. Now, anyone that knows nylon thread knows it's basically invisible. He's like, I can't help you in the situation, but I can give you this. Ah, You figure it out. So I booby tra- trapped my room with nylon yeah. thread
0: oh wow <laughs> wonderful yeah it was very that's funny critical.
1: when he walked in the room one night and fell face first and hit his head wow. in the
0: bed wow <laughs> yeah. oh i didn't mean the, to laugh I'm now sorry, that's critical but, yeah, thinking that isn't it it? certainly is that's yeah. wonderful
1: that that was my thing as a four-year-old so
0: <laughs> wow you
1: grew yeah. up fast yes you did yes wow. i did but you know what i am thankful know for what? being able to do that at four because that led me to where i'm at now like wait everything this isn't black and white or fits in a box you have to think outside of the box or get rid of the box
0: mm-hmm. yes a couple of things that we used to um i don't think we mentioned this in the book but when you suffer from something, anything, even a broken arm, it doesn't have to be um, psyched mm-hmm. that you're able to recognize that hurt in somebody somebody else. It and that could be a gift because it really is in this there's an Irish proverb and it's something to do with in the shelter of others. That's where we shall live. And if you don't have a support system to mm-hmm. to help you, then a lot of times, and I think maybe that's going on with COVID, when you are truly alone and you really don't like we're lucky we live in the same building and we, you know, whatever, we can still be together. Some people are so isolated and so alone that they don't have the shelter of others. And I think that's where they'll go negative town. Uh, But the other one that is very important is Jane brought up is when you're doing something, you know, say somebody pissed you off and you wanna say something back to them or maybe you wanna get back at them for something they did 20 years ago. (laughs) Check the motivation behind your behavior. If you're just trying to get even or get back at somebody, that's actually a negative impact on you. So that also helped me change. That if all I wanted was revenge, <laughs> you're dead to me, uh, cutoffs, what was the, my motivation behind that? And um, yeah, I was just angry, angry for everything. And I realized now that I'm 60, when we were uh, born premature in the 60s, Uh, They separated us. They don't do that anymore. They put us in separate incubators because at the time that was the norm. And they realize now that you get this, adults in the same profession, live in the same building, work together. And we were even eating all meals together. And it was like, geez, this is ridiculous. Like, let's have some time by ourselves. But what they realize now is the sicker twin will get better if the other twin is there with human touch. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in psychiatry, she was just saying the other day, there was a psychiatrist that said, there's no reason to hug a patient. And we're thinking back in the eighties, we hugged all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is a, something to say about human touch. I, I don't even know if I answered a question or I just going on and on. Um, and on.
1: <laughs> some, this is an open forum website or radio show. So it's Wonderful. sometimes it's just talking and sometimes there's questions thrown in there, but this is how the readers get to know you. And how our listeners get to find you everywhere. So, oh,
0: wonderful, wonderful.
1: Yeah. So, on that note, where can our listeners and our readers find you? Um, well, we have a website now, it's therapy
0: com. So, we are the therapy twins. It's not the therapy twins. And you can also find our book on Amazon. And I think we're on, of course, we're on Twitter, of Instagram,
1: but it's all therapy twins.
0: Twitter, Instagram, oh, Facebook, of course. Well, I know you're on out.
1: Instagram because we follow each other. And I know oh, you're good. on LinkedIn because we also follow each other. Oh are. yeah, absolutely, oh. LinkedIn as
0: well. <laughs> yeah, we're on all of them. I don't think we're on like uh, Pinterest. We, we actually are on Pinterest, but it's all vegan recipes. It's all recipes because she likes to follow recipes to cook, yeah. Oh, that's fine. And then, um, yeah.
1: I mean, and then you then have I, to yes. have one social media that's for you. I mean, you can link it back to everything, but it has to be you for yourself. So you can let go if it's following recipes or following music or following actors or whatever it is, it's just for you. It's for fun. It's not, wonderful. oh, I'm endorsing this or I'm not. No, it's for me. It's fun. <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Wonderful.
1: if Everyone needs that. Yes. Yes, we have to have that fun time. It can't be all work and no play. And I tell
0: people, if you're bummed, put a comedian on.
1: Within seconds, you're actually laughing. Mm
0: -hmm. And then that changes your mindset as well, because you're laughing.
1: Yeah, comedians, music. um, Yes. Go for a walk. Actually, exercise house endorphins. It helps actually change the chemistry in your brain and gets you happy. Isn't it? Yes, it does.
0: Because our bodies were not meant to be sitting all day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and a little fresh air. Mm-hmm. And if you do take a walk in nature and then you see the squirrel struggling, then you realize, oh, my God, I have it so good. Look at me. I have a home. I have heat. I have a stove. I can no. That's where you're at now. Back in the day, you did worry about the squirrels, but there was for me, for us, there was a lot of the negative. Yeah. It was all me, me, me for me. It was yeah for me, but you're right. Nature can help. You know what I was thinking when she was saying that is nature can help you stay in the moment mm-hmm. Yeah. because the squirrel is funny because the squirrel is not going to let you not see the squirrel being super busy. Right.
1: Yeah. The squirrel's going <laughs> to look around and try to bury its nuts and go run away and play and flop you know all this other stuff it's in the moment it's not what is that silly squirrel trying to do well it looks silly to us but they are actually working to do something
0: yeah to
1: survive
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it was and so, you wrote a book as well we
1: don't know what book you wrote oh i'm a fantasy yes. author so i write majority fantasy and mm-hmm. it's for young adults so Yeah. It's nothing for mental health. It's just to get you guide people, readers to do something not work. It just put your mind on something. (laughs) Have fun. But you know,
0: but that brings us back to that point that, you know, we need that. Like, I think fantasy is fabulous because sometimes people that let's say they're doing 90% of the negative thinking something like fantasies, their only way to kind of get out of it, you and know, how to escape, how yeah. to escape. So that might be a stepping stone to then the, the more self-awareness stuff. Cause it, it, it like, we've all agreed that it's kind of hard to take a look at ourselves. You know, I get to say Jones angry, but not me. Oh no, no, no. I was too. I was too.
1: We have to look at ourselves before we can look at others.
0: Yes. And one of the tips in our book is when you're focused a lot, like one of the things, let's Joan said, um, Lori's a commander,
1: our sister Lori,
0: <laughs> a bit of a of commander, but now I'm going to agree with that. Okay. But what I know I need to do, if I say that about Lori is I need to look at me. And how am I a commander in my life? Mm Because anything I focus on, on another human is really right inside me. Right. That means I'm the commander. I get it. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. However we perceive someone else is how we are. There's something inside of us we're seeing in that person. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And it
1: may not be something we like to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just call me commander. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh boy. Now I have a nickname. (laughs) so it was so great having you ladies on the show today thank you you. and when you get the next book out please let me know because
0: absolutely absolutely
1: after two or three more fights we're gonna have that book written (laughs) written down thank you so much you're welcome (laughs) and for all our readers and our listeners and our viewers happy reading